Welcome to the Guides Gone Wild podcast. What is Guides Gone Wild, you ask? This is where you'll fill your ears and minds with the stories of everyday, extraordinary women who will inspire you to take your outdoor adventure game to the next level. Whether you're starting your journey from the couch or the trailhead, this is the place for you, so let's get a little wild. Welcome to Guides Gone Wild. This is Jen coming back at you relatively refreshed after a week of skiing with the fam, or I guess as rusted as you can be with like 16 hours of driving to get you there and back and with constant doom scrolling to stay up on the awful state of current affairs, filling the gaps. But nonetheless, we successfully managed a few days of consecutive below zero temps and two international border crossings. So knock on wood, maybe we're starting to at least leave all the pandemic madness behind us. Anyway, Jackie Lastinger is my guest today, representing one of the very few so far that I've had the good fortune to meet in real life before I actually interviewed her. Jackie organized a super fun Shred Rebels Gals snowboarding event at Sugarloaf this winter that my daughter and I signed up for. And it turns out that amazing day she pulled together for close to 30 women was the first step in her full-fledged return to the adventure leader world. Listen in to find out how this barely car camping Georgia gal turned her back on the familiar so-called normal life plan and started patching together the people, places, and experiences that she intuitively knew would bring her joy. Next thing you know, she's making snow and driving a groomer at Sugarloaf, among other things. Jackie's a hoot and my newest lifestyle design idol, so let's buckle up and let her take the wheel. I bring you Jackie Lastinger of the Girls Trip Adventure Co. So, Jackie Lastinger, yep. welcome to the Guides Gone Wild podcast. Thanks. Awesome. Now, a little backstory. Jackie, uh, I didn't even know really who she was, but I was following her on Instagram and she was taking all these beautiful pictures of, uh, you're a snowmaker at Sugarloaf. And I got totally fixated on female snowmakers when I talked to tall Ashley a couple months ago and, uh, thought that was cool as all get out. And your pictures are amazing. Cause I just love that mountain. And it was so beautiful at those hours of the day when the rest of us, uh, mortals can't actually be on the mountain. Yeah. And yeah, so I was following you. And then next thing I know, I saw some posting about the snowboarding event that you were going to host up there. And so I, on a whim decided to go up with my daughter, even though I completely suck at snowboarding. She's, she's okay, but I am not, but I'm like, well, she won't sign up unless somebody does it with her. So I'll do it with her. So we went and I didn't actually get to spend any time with any of the ladies. Cause I really do suck that badly. And the day before I was practicing and my boots like totally fell apart. So I had to rent some new boots and I was just like, I was a hot mess that weekend, but Ayanta, my daughter had a freaking amazing time, even though she was like weirded out by being with a bunch of grownups, even no, though you know, half was, of you were like 20. Dude, she was crushing it. Like we all went through the trees and she was just absolutely killing it. So yeah, she I'm happy the tree part, she was like, yeah, I started doing that. And, and then I had to cut, I had to come out. I was going to kill myself. She, she'll do any, she will literally do anything on skis, but she's only been snowboarding for like, I don't know, a year or two years and, uh, kind of on the side and but she was super into it. And afterwards we were, uh, she was showing me some of her little twirly bird tricks and stuff that she learned and she was very proud of herself. So, and she's going to 
go again this weekend. So she's right. got the bug now, yeah. but anyway, Where's, what resort is she going to this? Where are you guys going this weekend? We're going to Sunday river this weekend. Um, nice. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I think she's going to do a little bit of both. So she's super psyched, but anyway, so then I'm like digging into your background and like, you know, I, I think I knew that you were a through hiker at some point, but like you got all kinds of shit going on and now you're going to like take a bunch of people to like Catalina and the channel islands. And I'm like, what the effing F? So like, let's talk about this. I want to hear all, all about it. Yeah. Well, it's actually a small world that you do this podcast because when I was collecting everyone's emails for the snowboarding event, I saw the one that said guides gone wild or whatever. And I was like, who is this person? I need to get in touch with them. And then I realized that you and I had actually already talked. I purposely and- used that uh, email. Cause I'm like, Oh, maybe I, I actually I brought my recorder that weekend, but I'm like, Oh shit, I'm not going to actually be able to hang out with any of these girls. So I just left it in my bag. No, it's so perfect that you use that email because otherwise I probably wouldn't have made this connection and known that you're doing this. But so I used to guide day hikes or well, started out as day hikes for a little, actually they're not little anymore, but a group called Hiker Babes and Hiker Babes started by this lady named Monique and she's out in Oregon. And I guess she just started a little hiking community to find other girls to hike with. And Long story short, there's chapters all over the U.S. and some in other countries as well. But um, I started guiding for the Georgia Hiker Babes chapter in 2018. And I just saw a post on Facebook saying, hey, we need ambassadors. And so I was like, I'll sign up and see if they want me. And I guess I was only signed up. And so that's how I became the Georgia ambassador. And basically, you just get to do whatever you want, you know, plan whatever hikes you want, go where you want to go. Just basically, the whole point is just to get women together to go hike. And I was, didn't have a lot of girlfriends. I moved back home after college and stayed there for way too long and didn't have a lot of girlfriends. And so I was like, well, I'll just do this hiking ambassador thing and see what happens. I had no clue. It was honestly going to like change my life and put me on a totally different route. And I mean, honestly, I, I wouldn't be talking to you right now if it weren't for Hiker Babes. So, oh yeah, let's, let's stop there for a sec though. So are you from Georgia originally? Yes, I am from Georgia. Um, but right now I live in Maine in the winter and then I live in Virginia in the summer. I'm doing seasonal going back and forth right now. Yeah. I saw um, that. That's yeah. super cool. Yeah, you work I at am, a hiker um, hostel? Is that uh, what you- yeah, my part, yeah. Yes. I work at a hiker hostel in Damascus, Virginia, which is uh, mile 470 northbound on the Appalachian trail. Nice. Yeah. So I'm from Georgia. So I was guiding, guiding down there. It started out as just day hikes and I put it out on Facebook and some, some girls that I had known from college that were also living in Atlanta that I didn't know were living in Atlanta showed up and came and then some random people came and then it just snowballed. And it was two years of guiding for hiker waves. Just like the friendships that I saw form are like lifelong. I mean, like two of the girls, Casey and Kim, who were regulars on our hikes, they are like best friends now and in each other's weddings and they travel together all the time. And it's just like that, that friendship would have happened if it weren't for hiker babes and all these hikes. And also the bravery of them coming out to hike with strangers, you know, like you're meeting up with strangers in the woods. Like yeah. that's yeah. what you're always told not to do, but you go out and do it and you may meet all these cool people. So yeah. And then like, I've taken women on their first backpacking trip and now they backpack all the time and love it. And like, it's just really cool to watch the evolution and the growth of women through these groups. And, you know, it's really, really different when you're just hanging out with the girls, like guys are wonderful and they're super fun and bring a lot of good stuff to our lives, but something is just really different and more powerful when you're hanging out with a group of women and 
it's 2022. So we're all on the same level. I know, but it's, you're just out in the woods, which is maybe more of a masculine thing. And you're carrying heavy weight on your back and you're climbing mountains, which is very physical. So more of a masculine thing, but you're doing it as a woman and you're doing it with a group of other women and there's no men out there. And you're just doing this like badass physical thing without the help of guys. And it's just like a different vibe, you know, and it's hard to explain unless you're explaining it to other women. Yeah. And <laughs> that is so true. Guys yeah, like roll their eyes at it. You're like, no, you, you just they, don't get it. Like you don't get it. Don't get it. You know? And like, <clears throat> like when I was planning the snowboarding thing, one of my guy friends was like, you and all of this women only pro women stuff. Isn't that just separating it more? And I'm like, no, it's not because you don't get it. Like if we were to go snowboarding with a, a group of guys and girls, it's just totally different. It, you just have to be a woman to understand it. Yeah. So I can't explain it to men and that's not my goal. I'm not trying to make them understand it. I'm just trying to inspire other women to get out there with other women and not be scared and just get out of their comfort zones and go do this cool shit that you know you can do and you don't need a guy with you to do it per se. Right. And I'm not hating on guys at all. I hike with my partner all the time and I love hiking with him. I love my guy friends that I can hike with. But, but yeah, you, so- there's a different, yeah. And so like, let's back up. So <laughs> you, when, like at what point, give me um, just kind of like a 20,000 foot view of this whole like hiking and snow sport thing that you have going on. Like, did you, were you a big hiker when you were young? Did you, like, when did you do the AT? Like, what's all that? Like, what's that yeah. all about? So I actually, I did not, I did not grow up really um, hiking or outdoorsy, not because I wasn't into it. I just, I just didn't do it. I wasn't a Girl Scout. I didn't, my parents' idea of camping is in an RV at a campground by the lake, you know, so. With electricity. Exactly. With, (laughs) you know, you can watch the football game and you can cook (laughs) steaks on the grill and stuff like that, which is super fun and very comfortable. And I love doing that too, but I'm more of a tent girl. So I definitely hiked a little bit when I was little. Um, I I live near Stone Mountain or I lived and grew up near Stone Mountain, Georgia. So my mom would always take us up Stone Mountain when we were little. And that was really my only concept of hiking, but that's a very suburban hike and a lot of people and you can climb it in, you know, tennis shoes without a water bottle and without a backpack and be fine. Remember doing like cool hiking was in the Smokies and Great Smoky Mountain National Park. We used to go on vacation there every fall to a car show. And sometimes instead of doing car stuff with my dad, my mom would take us on a hike or just take us out like on this really pretty drive to the mountains. And so, yeah, my first time actually like camping, pitching a tent, I think I was 20 um, in college and I got scuba certified in college. And so we went on a camping and dive trip and I like borrowed a tent from a friend and I didn't even know how to set it up. I didn't even, I think I bought like an Ozark trail, 50 degree sleeping bag from Walmart that I probably still have somewhere at my parents' house. That's the first time I ever like peed outside. I mean, like it was my first time doing anything outdoorsy like that. And I had always wanted to do that stuff. I just didn't like, I didn't even know where to start, but scuba is kind of how it kicked off, I guess. Like that diving trip really, really kickstarted that. And then when I started diving, I started meeting all these outdoorsy people. And I was like, yeah, this is who I want to be. Like, I want to be the chick that like has a hammock and like hangs in trees and like has a tent and wears sandals and hangs out by rivers, you know, and that's like what I wanted to do. And so I really 
dived into that, dove into that in college and became the person that I was like interested in being. And then I started wanting to like, not just hike, but like climb some mountains and like really use my body. Like not just like a nature walk. I wanted to like climb mountains and like just experience mountaintops and views and stuff like that. And so started hiking more after college when I was in Georgia. So I would drive up to North Georgia, like every, every chance I got, like I was at least an hour and a half drive from any decent hiking, I would say. And so every chance I got, put my dog in my car and I drove up to the mountains and just hike all day, usually by myself. And then, oh, I took a trip out to Oregon to visit one of my college friends. And we were all supposed, there was four of us and we were all supposed to climb this mountain called South Sister together. And it's for someone from Georgia who's never hiked out west, it's kind of an intense hike. And it's like a, it's over 10,000 feet. There's still snow on it during the summer. Um, it's like a glacial mountain. Yeah, and it's like a different, it's not an East Coast experience. <laughs> it's totally <laughs> In general. It's even way different than the Northeast. Yeah, it's yeah. super cool. But um, so we were all going to hike this. And then like the night before the hike, like all three of them bailed on me. And they're like, yeah, this is too intense. Like, we're not going to do this. And like, are you serious? Like I came out here to climb this mountain with you guys. Oh my God. And they're like, well, you can still go, you know, of course you can go. I'm like, you know what? I am going to go. You guys just drive me to the trailhead in the morning and I'll do it by myself. So Joey drove me to the trailhead at like five in the morning or some crazy shit like that. And I climbed it and I got to this part with it's a big scree field. And if anyone listening that doesn't know what scree is, it's basically like really tiny volcanic rock. And every time you take one step, you're like three steps falling backwards and it's just like a pain in the ass to hike in but that's a lot of stuff out west in that area it's all volcanic so I had never hiked in scree before and I didn't have trekking poles at this point because at that point in my hiking time I thought trekking poles were for grandmas and I now know trekking poles really 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 save your knees and help you out (laughs) I didn't have trekking poles and I was hiking behind behind this this girl I feel so bad I can't remember her name not Ruda Retta something really cool like that she actually chose this name for herself. Really cool person. But anyway, she looked back and she was like, would you like to use my poles? I was like, oh no, that's, that's okay. Like you can keep your poles. Like you really need them. She's like, I think you really need them more than me right now. Just use my poles and just get them back to me, you know, when you're done with them. I was like, that's the nicest thing ever. So I borrowed her poles, got up the scree field, got up to the summit and gave her her poles back. And me and her and the two people she was with, sat at the summit and just talked and like it had one of them like if you know what a trail family is it's just like people that you you really vibe with when you're hiking for a long time and that was my first experience of what a trail family could be it was just like three strangers that were incredibly nice to me and when we got down off the mountain I didn't have I either didn't have cell service to call my friend to pick me up or he wasn't answering I can't remember which one but they drove me back to where I was supposed to be meeting them and like they were just honestly like angels just the nicest people ever and after that mountain I was like okay this I am supposed to be an outdoorsy person like I'm supposed to be in the mountains I'm supposed to play here I'm supposed to work here I am supposed to inspire other people to get into the mountains too so South Sister actually like really changed my perspective about a lot of things I have a big tattoo of it on my forearm I just love that whole mountain area so much and so well, yeah, the mom and me is and... like so happy to hear that you actually ran oh. into somebody at the scree field because I'm thinking to myself holy crap she's out there by herself like what the hell like something's gonna happen 
Yeah, no, it was, I mean, it was in the summer. It's, it was and I'm like, all for being out by yourself, but I'm like, you know, it's the first time ever on such a big, you know, I, I yeah. don't know. I, yeah, I, I was, was glad to hear you ran into some tramley. It was definitely a very intense hike for someone who's never hiked that kind of stuff. Like I've never done a 14 footer or 14,000 footer or anything like that. I've just done East coast stuff. So, I mean, it was the summer. So there's, you know, there's people out there hiking, but yeah. I started really early, so I saw less people, but yeah, those people really just like instantly clicked with them and they were so yeah. nice and really helpful. And, um, so when was that? Like, give me a date. Like, was that recent? That, that was, was not super recently, right? No, 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 that was August, 2018. Okay. That was 2018, that trip. And then, so you decide you're yeah. going to be in the mountains forever and ever. Like, yeah, sorry. where did this like, uh, oh, snowboarding thing come into play as a, from <laughs> a Georgia girl who's planning snowboarding experiences? <laughs> snowboarding also happened in Oregon on a different Oregon trip, but visiting that same friend. This person was my, uh, my best guy friend in college, Joey. And he moved out to Portland after we graduated from college and his girlfriend moved out there. And so I went to go visit them twice. So one time was that South sister hiking trip, which we also did crater Lake and some other stuff. And then I visited, visited them in the winter for new year's one year, maybe that must've been 2016 when I did that. Joey's a snowboarder and he had been teaching his girlfriend to snowboard. So she was, you know, beginner snowboarder. And I was like, dude, I want to try winter sports. Cause I've never done this. Cause I'm from Georgia. And he was like, well, you should try skis because usually skiing is easier for people. So I'm like, all right, whatever. So we go to Mount Hood, which is where he always went and get on skis, go on a bunny slope. It's okay. Like I can handle the bunny slope. So then he's like, all right, let's get on the lift and go. And I remember this very differently than he does, but we go to get on the lift and he tells me that it services greens, but I remember it taking us to a black the other day he told me it was just a blue but it was a steep icy windy sketchy ass trail and so we get up there and I'm like dude I can't do this and he's like oh how fun see ya and just like takes off on a snowboard down the mountain my partner at the time was on skis and pretty good on skis and so he left and went down the mountain too so it's just me and Joey's girlfriend Rachel up there like what the hell and he's not comfortable on this trail. Uh, this is my first time on skis. I'm on Mount Hood, which is a big mountain. And so me and Rachel are like trying to get down this slope. She She's on a snowboard. She ends up falling and like pretty much permanently um, injuring her knee. I think she still has like lack of feeling like nerve damage. Jeez. Um, but like she's taken down by ski patrol. I told ski patrol that I've never been on skis and they're like, well, just walk down until it's a little flatter and you can handle it. And I was like, okay. And just <laughs> a horrible time. So uh, I was like, Joey, I hate you. I'm never. Meanwhile, yeah. Again. Meanwhile, it's like, okay, both yeah. of you have a pact. Like, all right, these, yeah. men, are, these men are gone. We're done with them. Yeah. <laughs> and looking back, it's pretty funny. But at the time I was like, almost not funny. Probably, no. <laughs> actually, probably actually in tears. Yeah. So then I was like, I'm never skiing again. I hate winter sports, blah, blah, blah. So and a few years later, I was visiting some friends in North Carolina for New Year's, and um, she lives near, kind of near Boone, North Carolina, if you know where that is. So it's down near um, Mountain Beach, Cataloochee, Sugar, all of those North Carolina mountains. So I was like, I want to go to a mountain. I wanted to snowboard, not ski. 
I'm just going to take a lesson and see how this goes. So I paid for a private lesson. And the second that I put the board on, I was like, yes, this is what I wanted to do. Like, (laughs) this makes sense. And I know most people say that skiing is easier, but for me, snowboarding just came more naturally. I don't know why, but I think I have hip issues and I'm, I'm scared of my legs. Like I'm scared of falling and my legs going different directions Mm. and skis on. Yes. So I would rather just be strapped to one board and just fall with my legs strapped to one thing than two. I took that private lesson and it was an hour long. And then after that, I just like stayed on the mountain all day. I threw myself down the mountain, figuring out snowboarding basically. And then I was like absolutely instantly hooked. So I started going to going up to Cataluchi, which is the mountain in North Carolina that I really spent time on and where they do shred rebels. So anyway, I started going to Cataluchi a lot on the weekends because I was working full time then. So I'd go on the weekends and I'd either just drive up for a day, which was a, like a three hour drive from my house. I either drive up for the day and drive back at night or just like stay up there for the weekend, crash in my car. Uh, one of my friends had a cabin up there, so I ended up staying at their cabin every now and then. But that's how I got into winter sports. I just really loved it. And then I took a trip out to Utah, took a trip up to New York to snowboard. And I was like, I'm spending so much money traveling to snowboard. I should just move somewhere where I can snowboard for free, like whenever I want and not have to pay money to do it. So I wanted to work at a ski resort. And then I ended up through hiking the AT, whole nother story. But I know there's a lot of not a lot, but there's a few ski mountains on the AT, like actually on the trail. And so I kind of used my hike to decide where I wanted to move after it and to decide like what mountain I wanted to work at. And Sugarloaf is one of the mountains that's right off of the AT. And so that's how I ended up here. But yeah, I just wanted to like not spend a ton of money to go snowboarding all the time. Yeah. So that's how yeah, I Cause like, what do you, um, do you go by, you don't go by Killington cause that's further up, right? Yeah, you do. It's yeah. Oh, Killington's on it. Killington, Bromley, uh, Saddleback, and Bromley. Sugarloaf. Oh, Bromley. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bromley. Does it go by Stratton? No, it, no, it goes near it, but it doesn't go over yeah. it. Yeah. But it, I, I did get a hitch from a guy who worked at Stratton and he offered me a job there. So that was cool. And you were just kind of yeah, like, I, I'll take any, any job on the mountain because then I can or, or yeah. looking to do snow or have you been doing snow the whole time? I honestly did not even know that mountains made snow. <laughs> I was just You went like, to a mountain in North Carolina and you didn't think they made snow. <laughs> I knew that like they made snow, but I was like, it's Maine. It snows all the time. They don't have to make snow. And now I realize like, if we didn't make snow, we wouldn't be skiing. It wouldn't be a winner. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I didn't really, I didn't want to be that typical like lifty ski bum who just like smokes weed and like lives with 10 other young kids you know I didn't want to do that job that was a lot of the stereotypes right there but I wanted to do something that like really like I want to do something like unique and different and something where I can be outside and use my body and snowmaking is exactly that you're oh, outside yeah. for 12 hours physically grueling but you're literally like building a mountain it's so freaking cool yeah so um yeah I, I applied for snowmaking lifty grooming probably I probably 
applied for some like waiting or bartending stuff too, just because, but yeah, I ended up, I just did like a quick interview on the phone for snowmaking and it seemed so casual and it pretty much is like our department's really cool and pretty laid back and it works and I love it here and it's like a family and I'm really happy with my job here so yeah, yeah. well and it's like I think it it's super impressive because I'm just like I mean I met Ashley she's she is not a big person by any stretch of the imagination, but she's tall and obviously very strong and I'm just like I that just seems like such a physically challenging job and you know then <laughs> You know, you see these like relatively small people who are just out there like getting it done. And I'm just like, how can you like lug all the equipment and the hoses and just like, it just seems so hard, but obviously you just had just done, you'd done the AT. So it wasn't like you weren't fit. So, yeah, I mean, my, my leg muscles were there, but snowmaking is a lot of upper body and I, I upper body has never been my, my strength. I've always been like the legs girl, but it's just like with. A long hike too like at first it's really hard and exhausting but the the more you do it every day you get stronger yeah. and it it's easier and you learn how to use your body weight to move guns around easier yeah so I would imagine like know, at the beginning of the season where it's like things are freezing up all the time and whatever like I don't know how like did you do you must have days that you're just like I can't even raise my arms after that like <laughs> when you're yeah, like smashing first- stuff <laughs> Yeah, like the first couple of weeks of snowmaking last year and this year, it was super rough. Like you're just re- the whole season, you're just sore and bruised and so tired. It's like it really is all consuming for a few months. Yeah. You don't really have a life. And you just like go to work for 12 hours, come home and sleep and do it again. Yeah. And and you guys are fighting a good fight there this year. I mean, like the weather was not yeah. cooperating early season at yeah. all. Like now it's crazy, but it, it's uh, good now. Yeah, but. Yeah, it's a whole it's like freaking 50 degrees in December. It's not been a it's not been a super easy year. So had you become a main guide at some point along the line? Are you a main guide or you were guiding out outside of Maine initially? It sounds like you did no. some guiding before with you did the hiker babes stuff. Yeah, just hiker babes. That's okay. the only that's the only guiding that I did. Uh, yeah. that was for two years. And then and then I got into the through hiking and just really learned so obviously you know like learned so much from just hiking for five months and doing other small through hikes since then and yeah so I took a trip out to California this past summer hiked Tahoe Rim Trail which is like 173 miles I think goes all around Lake Tahoe and it's California and Nevada hiked that spent 15 days out there and then did a short road trip around like Southern California, like the Joshua Tree, Yosemite, some of the coast out there, like Big Sur, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I realized that the Channel Island, Channel Islands National Park was out there. And I really like hitting national parks. And California is such a big state and has a lot of national parks. So it's kind of hard to hit them all in one trip unless you're out there for like a month. But um, I was like, dang, I really want to go to Channel Islands. And so when I got home, I started looking at Channel Islands and then looked at the Catalina trip, Trans Catalina Trail, which is really short. It's like 30, I think it's 38.5 miles. And I was like, I want to do this trip. That'd be cool. But I want, you know, other people to, I don't necessarily want to go by myself, like be fun to get the girls back together and do that. But the girls that I used to hike with were, we're all on different life paths right now and getting married and buying houses and moving and Mm. doing whatever. So 
I was like, you know what? I could guide a trip out there. That'd be really fun. Like, cause you have to get for the trans Catalina, you've got to get permits and like, uh, campsites and like an itinerary basically. Yeah. And it's a little bit of a pain in the ass and I don't mind planning trips and doing all the logistics. I kind of enjoy that part of traveling, but there's a lot of people that don't want to have to do that work and they just want to show, show up with up, their backpack yeah. and hike, yep. you know, like give me my permits. I don't want to go through the process and like, I'll be the person to do the permits. You know, I did a trip in 2019 with my friend group. We went out to have a pie in Arizona, like the, the big blue waterfalls that everyone always goes to. And that permit process is a pain in the ass and is really expensive for camping, though I understand the price it's on, you know, reser- private reservation land. So I don't mind paying the price for it, but is that a yeah, lottery too moving. even, or is it, is it like, it's, it's like, I don't know if it's necessarily a lottery, but it's like, you know, reservations open up at 6am. If you oh, get yeah. it, you, you get better it be on the horn. Yeah. 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 And you just have to be flexible with your dates. Like you really can't go into it asking for like trying to get specific dates. It, it won't right. happen. You just have to be right. flexible. And like at that point, we all were super flexible. So I happened to get permits for that and planned the whole logistics of that trip, you know, like the Airbnb, the rental car, the flights, everything. And I was like, honestly, that was like really fun planning a trip for my friends and like got to see all my friends have a fun time traveling. And so I was like, I can do this Catalina trip. Like I can put this together. I can guide this. And there's a lot of places that I want to go. A lot of other places that other women want to go, but it's tons of places that you want to go now are permitted, which I'm all for. I think permit permit systems is really great. And I'd love to see more places uh, requiring permits. Yeah. So I just put this itinerary together kind of just as like a, for fun, see what comes out of it thing. And itinerary, I don't know if you've looked at it, but the itinerary is like super cool. And I'm really excited about it. It does sound super cool. And I was wondering about that. Like you've got the dates and stuff. So yeah, I'll talk, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll talk more about that in a second, but, um, yeah. So I put this itinerary together sitting at the, the kitchen table in the hostel and I was like, okay, I just spent the time putting this together. I'm not just going to let this sit here and nothing come out of it. I'm going to dive headfirst into this and do it. So I, of course, called my mom and I was like, mom, I have this idea. Like, I think I finally want to like guide my first trip, like paid. And she's like, yeah, absolutely. Like, that's perfect for you. It's right up your alley. Like that's, you've been talking about wanting to do that for years. You should do it. And I sent her the itinerary and she's like, that sounds awesome. Go for it. And so I was sitting at the table and I was like, I got this. Like, I can do this. Normally like big things usually really scare me, but I'm very comfortable with this. Just like backpacking and, and like showing other women the way, if you will. Right. And so my new motto through this whole thing has been, I got this. Like whenever it gets overwhelming or I just think like I've put too much on a plate, I'm like, no. I got this. I can do this. This is fine. I got this. So I am just diving into this head first and going for it. And I hope that it creates more lifelong friendships for other women from different places in the country. Cause this trip is not just open to Georgia women. It is women from all over. There's seven spots in it right now. I have two other women signed up, uh, one from Texas, one from Hawaii, Um, or she's from Maine, but she lives in Hawaii. So it's going to bring women together from all over the country and women of different ages and different backgrounds and different, um, 
different experience level outdoors experience levels and interests too so in my point of the trip so the company is called the girls trip adventure co so it's not just backpacking it's also other adventurous things so the california trip includes kayaking uh day hiking yoga and some biking so it's a little bit of everything so if you don't love if you don't want to do a you know 10 day backpacking trip that's okay it's only a four day backpacking trip plus you get to go kayak through sea caves plus you get to go do some yoga on the beach yeah Plus you get to go bike around. Plus you get to day hike on a national park that people like don't visit very often. Yeah. So it's got a little bit of everything. Yeah. No, it sounds so, super cool. Um, so you were planning this, like, so were you planning this over the summer? Initially, yeah, I started. You, you were at the hostel, yeah, right? You yeah. said. Yeah, it's the hostel is pretty slow in July and August, so we we took a month off and went and traveled. And as soon as I got back from that, I honestly, like the week that we got back from that, I started planning this and looking into it and trying to figure it out and piece it all together. And I pretty much haven't stopped since then. And I got the itinerary put together. And then I just like started mentioning it, mentioning it in like Facebook comments and Instagram comments and stuff. And then last week, I think I finally got my, my friend Zai who actually started Shred Rebels. She did my website for me. Um, I got my website up, I got my Facebook up, I got my Instagram up so I can finally like actually promote it. And yeah, I'm just promoting it now and waiting for girls to sign up and we can get everything booked and together. And yeah, that's nuts. And so talk about the permit process. Like, are you able to, you were, you were able to get that many permits ahead of time as a single person? Yeah. So you just have to pay like, yeah. So for Catalina, you have to booked your campsites. So I just looked at the mileage and chose campsites based on reviews online and like the views and like how, if the campsite looks like it's worth my time to camp. <laughs> and so yeah, I did the Catalina itinerary based on that and then called them and, and booked all the, the campsites through that, got the, the reservations for that. And yeah, I did a group of um, eight. So it's me plus seven others. So uh, we got, it's eight for everything. So I got that done. I went ahead and booked that um, before I had even had anyone booked for the trip because I had to get dates. So I paid for that out of pocket, which was a lot more money than than you would think it would be for camping, but it is eight people on a pretty nice island. So I paid for that out of pocket, not a big deal because it's an investment if you look at it that way. And that's how I, that's when I got my dates. So it's July 14th through July 22nd. It's a total of nine days, which includes two travel days. So it's really seven days of adventures and then two travel days. And yeah, and then I'm getting the kayaking booked right now. That's who called me while we were on this. And it's okay. I told him to leave a voicemail there. And then camping for Channel Islands, I think uh, I have it written down, but I think you can actually camp wherever. It's a national park. So as long as you are abiding by their camping rules, you can pretty much camp where you want. And then the rest of it's pretty simple. No permits needed for the rest of it. Yeah. But uh, so talk to me about like, so I think this is ballsy on any number of levels. Maybe that's the wrong term to use, but like, so, I mean, you've never been to any of these places. No, that's what's so fun about it. That's what I freaking love about this. You're like, oh yeah, sure. I'm going to bring other people. Yeah. That's what I, so 
this is an easy one to dip my toes into because this is not that country. This is yeah. Catalina. And, and I suppose no. there's plenty of publicly available information that you can weed through to kind of be like, okay, I get a sense of what this is going to be like. I can get a sense oh, of the yeah. type of people yeah. and the capabilities they need to have and the equipment For I need sure. to have. And exactly. But still, but still like very few people will be like, oh yeah, sure. I'm going to take no, you somewhere I've never I been. Mean, yeah. It's, like the Havasu trip I mean I had never been to Havasu but I planned this whole trip for uh seven of us you know and put it all together and it worked out and it was great and we all have like really badass memories from that trip and so I I know it'll you know when you just like feel something's right like I just feel this is right like this just feels good and I I feel good about this so yeah I've never been but the beauty of today is that there's so much information on the internet you can really get a feel for a place before you go there if you've never been there. So I've been reading a ton of blogs about Catalina and the Trans-Catalina Trail. My brother and sister-in-law recently did a trip to Channel Islands. So I was able to kind of pick their brain about Channel Islands and it's going to be fine. It, when it comes down to it, it's just it's just walking through nature with a backpack. Anyone can do it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So, so are you going to like, basically that's going to be your off season or your less busy time. Are you still going to be at the hostel around that? Like in the, in your summer season, or are you thinking you're just going to try to book more trips and do the guide well, thing more hundred percent of the time? Currently it's my plan to be at the hostel this summer. When I'm at the hostel, I do hiker shuttles. So I kind of make my own schedule and it's, I really work the most during the winter and then I just kind of can do my own thing during the the summer. Right. So, you know, last year I did a lot of hiker shuttles and you make nice cash doing that. So mm-hmm. nice part is that I can say yes to whatever hiker shuttles I want and say no to whichever ones I don't want. So it's not a big deal. I can take nine days off and go to California if I want. But I am already thinking about adding another trip for this year. Some people have said a little, I've had multiple people say the same location for a trip they want. And it's one that I've also been wanting to take. I'm not going to say what it is yet because I can't commit to it just yet. But I'm thinking about doing another one. Ideally, I would like to do trips March through October. And then I can have the winners to snowboard and work. But I think that doing one trip per month, March through October would be my happy spot I yeah think that'd be cool and then you know could be at the hostel if that's where I'm still at in life or be up in Maine or whatever I don't know yeah. I'll, I'll figure it out my whole thing is I don't know if you looked at my my website but my whole thing is leap and the net will appear so you yes. don't always have to have a plan you just have to go for it and everything will work out how it's supposed to and it sometimes sucks in the process but you learn from it and yeah. I mean, I left for the, to hike the AT without zero plan afterwards. And now I'm in Maine and doing things that make me really happy. So you just leap and the net will appear. So. Yes. I'm trying to get a little bit more of that in my life, but I love it. And that was, uh, that was why I was like, look at this. She's just like, Oh yeah, doing this. And then I'm doing that. And then I'm doing this. And then it's like, and then you look back and you're like, wow, she's just like, I love that. I just love it. Like it wasn't so hard. It wasn't so scary. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's only hard and scary before you do it. It's just like going to the gym. Like you don't want to do it. And you're like, Ugh. and then you go to the gym. You're like, oh, I feel great. Should have done that sooner. Right. Exactly. And 90 times, you know, nine times out of 10, what you're worrying about isn't even going to happen anyway. So it's like, exactly. You know, just freaking see what does happen and roll with energy. it. Yeah. 
Exactly. All right. So if people are going to want to do this, it's the girls, the girls trip adventure company. Yes. The girls trip adventure co.com and your Jackie outside on Instagram. Yeah. My personal Instagram is at Jackie outside the the girl ship is just at the girl ship adventure co and our Facebook page is the same, the girl ship adventure co. Nice. And if you want to come on this trip, it's open to all women from anywhere ages 18 and up. Um, I highly encourage you to come solo. If that's what you want to do. If you think that it'd be fun to bring your best friend or your mom or your daughter, or your cousin do that. Um, so far, I know one girl going on this trip, but everyone else that has messaged me, I don't know them. So it's going to be fun traveling nice. with uh, strangers again. And that's how you make new friendships is talking yes. to new people. And, and I can, um, I can report firsthand that the group that she brought together for the snowboarding thing, like I, I mean, a few of those people might've kind of known each other or known of each other. Cause if they live locally, but like the majority is just like fun to watch. Everyone's just like, you know, introducing each other, like telling stories. The next thing you know, they get their phones out. They're like exchanging numbers. They're yeah. like, it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, think, and it was like all ages and it was cool. Yeah. I think we had, um, so I sold 31 tickets. I think we had 21 actually show up though. I think that was because of the snowstorm. Yeah. A lot of yeah. people couldn't get there, but out of 21 girls, I only knew three girls there. And that's just because we worked together at Sugarloaf. So everyone else that came, I didn't know them. They were all from like snowboarding Facebook pages and, or like random women that I talked to on the lift that I had passed by one day. So, and now like we all have, there's like a group chat and yeah. And a um, bunch of them hung in until the very end, which I was like super oh, impressed yeah. with on a like, Sunday. A I was like, holy cool. crap, look at yeah. all these people watching the movie. Stuff. Yeah, all like, the stuff that oh we had to bail on, which I was so bummed about. Yeah. And if you didn't watch the movie, you should definitely watch it. It's called learning to drown. So you and I and two can watch that together. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So yeah, the trip, like I said, it's July 14th through July 22nd. The cost is, uh, 1700, but you can do a payment plan. I can work with you on however you need to pay a little bit at a time. I also can't pocket that. So I pay a little bit at a time for everything I do. Um, (laughs) and it's, uh, fly the only thing it the only thing it does not cover it does not cover your flight um which it would be best to fly into LA um it does not cover it covers some meals but not your backpacking food and a few meals in town and then you have to bring your own gear but if you don't have all your own backpacking gear and you need advice on what's the best gear for you I can definitely give you gear advice I'm a kind of a gear junkie deep down in my soul so I can help you out with that and you can always rent gear from REI. There's plenty of places you can rent stuff from if you don't want to go all in and buy a backpacking um, kit. So yeah, all that info is on the website and connect with us on our Instagram and Facebook and me personally as well. I'd love to talk to you. If you're thinking about going on the trip, I will gladly FaceTime with you so that we can meet each other in person. If you feel comfortable doing that, or you can just, yeah, Facebook message me or Instagram message me and then we can go to California together. Absolutely. All right. So you're a gear junkie. My last question I have to ask everybody or try to ask everybody favorite piece of gear, most useful gear you have that cost you less than 50 bucks. Um, I got a pair of waterproof socks for Christmas from my brother and they are so freaking awesome. They're the brand is called Randy sun, like S U N Randy sun. And I think they're 25 bucks on Amazon and how like 
waterproof <gasps> sock. Okay, I was never like into waterproof socks. I thought they were pretty bad for your feet because they don't let your feet breathe. Yeah. But I wear them for snowmaking oh, and yeah. for snowboarding. And my feet are like, they still sweat, but like if snow gets down in your boots, it doesn't soak through the sock. It just like the outside of the sock will be wet, but the inside is dry. I can't explain it. That's but so interesting. How, like, make, what are they made out of? Are they like neoprene-ish or something? Or yeah, what do they they're, feel like? Kind of like? Yeah, it's like a thin neoprene, but I can still wear a second pair of socks under them if I need to for like really, really cold days and they still fit my boot. But like they do make waterproof socks that are, I think they're called seal skins. And I think those are pretty expensive though, but these Randy Sun ones, like 25 bucks, they kill it. I wore them this weekend um, or the past couple of days. I went and tried to hike up some really snowy mountains. I was in like three <laughs> feet of snow, miserable. Um, but my feet were dry and warm. And I'm telling you, like these socks are absolutely killer. So for like Randy winter, Sun, yeah, socks. That's a for good winter, one. That's totally new and yeah. totally cool. Yeah. For wet winter things, Randy Sun socks. Randy this is not a paid socks. advertisement. <laughs> <laughs> I am not an ambassador yet. I'm not ambassador yet. But if Randy Sun wants to send me a couple pins, I would I, I will wear the shit out of those. I Have would. you heard that I'm a snowmaker? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that that I would think that they'd have a lock on that market. So yeah. yeah I, I can't even get, uh, I should try to get a sponsorship for Sugarloaf Snowmakers for Randy Sun Socks next year. Yeah. And now you're not the only female snowmaker there, are you? Heck or no. are you? Nope, I'm not. So on day crew, we have another girl. Her name's Lindsay. She's super badass. She's a Mainer through and through. And she just lives for the winter in the mountains. She's she's a beast. And then on night crew, uh, we've got Michaela and Charlotte. That's and amazing. Last year, yeah, last year there was a there was Carly was on night crew. We had Laura and Betsy on days. Betsy moved out to Big Sky and she's now snowmaking and grooming out on Big Sky. So yeah, there's, there's other women making snow. And oh yeah. I was going to ask you too. Do you drive the groomer at all? Yep, I do. I operate. Um, I've got to leave in like 45 minutes to go groom tonight. But um, yeah, I, I just love being on the mountain. I just love it. It's, you get to see a whole different side of the ski resort that you never thought even existed, you know? Yeah. Oh, I bet. I, when I started riding in North Carolina, I didn't know they, I didn't know how corduroy happened. I didn't know they groomed the mountain. I didn't know they made snow all the time. I mean, I'm guessing they don't have to the winch the uh, groomers in North Carolina the way they I do it. Assume, <laughs> assume not. It's not a very steep mountain. <laughs> so, however, fun fact, it is a higher elevation than Sugarloaf. I think Catalucci's over 5,000 feet. So really, um, there That's are big mountains down in North Carolina. Yeah. It's the foothills of the Smokies. It, actually, it is in the Smokies. So yeah. it's pretty tall mountains. But, um, color me informed yeah, now. Yeah. That's that is yeah. something else. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, this is awesome. Thank you for giving us the download. I'm psyched to. Uh, I wish I could freaking swing a Catalina trip right about now, but maybe next year because that looks like it would be wicked fun. Yeah, I'm definitely not super um, hardcore on the hiking. Like, I, I think a four day backpacking is probably all I've got in me. So that's yeah. I will scary. definitely. Um, there will be a range of different trips. So there will be shorter trips. There'll be longer trips. There will be ones that are more backpacking. There'll be ones that are less backpacking. So like I said, the older trips that encompass all types of adventure. Yeah. Um, even like other things to get me out of my own comfort zone. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. Right on. All right. Awesome, Jackie. Well, thanks so much for your time. This thanks, was great. Jen. Yeah. Cool. It was nice to talk with you.
So since we recorded this a few weeks ago, Jackie's actually sold out her first trip to Catalina and the Channel Islands. Woohoo! But I know what that means. Jackie has probably got her maps and calendar out in the snowmaker's warming hut, getting her next offering for the girls' trip adventure co nailed down before mud season. So head over to her fancy new site, thegirlstripadventureco.com, and subscribe to be notified as soon as her new adventures are posted so you don't miss out on more fun. And while you're online thinking about adventure, make sure to fill me in on all the things that get you fired up. The Guides Gone Wild community survey is in its final few weeks over at guidesgonewild.com slash survey. I hope you'll take a few minutes to give me some feedback and maybe sign up for our wildly fun drawing. That's all for now. Hope you'll come back next week for another adventure with Guides Gone Wild.